Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening to Everybody's Favorite Orange Cat. My name is Jackson. I'm No! Fuck! I guess I'm not the host of the show anymore. Uh, well, why don't you run it this time? I'm going to beat you up. No, it was, you sounded like you were ending the show. It does. It does. Anyway. We're not going to redo it. Uh, <laughs> my name is Jackson Rohde. Uh Today I'm joined by Vincent Malika. Yes. And you already heard her, her, uh, her name, Jesus so Christ. you don't need to hear it again. Um, wow, okay, fuck you too. <laughs> um, we're joined by... Emily Ingrid! Yay! Yay. Uh, every week... <laughs> oh no, what happened? <laughs> every week we take a look at our favorite yeah. slash least favorite <laughs> comics. <laughs> Health Clarf is what it is. Okay. Uh, and we take a look at our uh, favorite slash least favorite comics and tear them apart and put them back together oh, what and, the fuck? Uh, and, and, and comment on them. Uh, I oh. typically talk about Heathcliff. Vincent typically talks about the Lockhorns. And Emily typically talks about Garfield. Um, yeah. So this week, I guess we'll start with some Heathcliff. Does anyone else want to describe this. Yeah, I'll describe this bullshit. Okay. <laughs> uh, do you, let's start with, I guess let's start with... This, the, the, worst, that, the worst Heathcliff? Yeah. Okay. Heathcliff is standing tooth out Bucky Cat style, staring at a man walking down the street. It's Mr. Magoo. Yeah, it's Mr. Magoo. I was going to get to it. I don't know who Mr. Magoo is. It's Mr. Magoo walking down, cane, hat out, and he says to Heathcliff, well, hello Garfield. Oh, this boils the blood. <laughs> This is just, it's, okay, so obviously a running theme in this podcast is Peter Gallagher including other properties for his own gain. Yeah, Jackson, they're tired of it. Yeah. What's new? Um, (laughs) This one is uh, a property that no one gives a shit about, Mr. Magoo. Uh, Much like the fucking Christ, Vincent, you can't spell at all. Uh, Anyway, uh, the... So, yeah, he's joined by fucking Mr. Magoo, and he's literally referencing a more popular comic, and it's like he knows that his fucking shit is terrible, and that, like, it's, like, self-aware badness. I don't know. Yeah. It's just, I, I don't know. I don't get it, and I'm just angry, and I'm jaded, and it's frustrating to me that, uh... He's doing this now, but, um, I, yeah, I, uh, it is, it is just so self-aware. I don't know how to. What does our resident Garfield expert have to say? Um, I have to say, I mean, I like the look on Heathcliff's face, which is a straight line is his mouth. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't like how many commas are in. The, there's three words and there's a comma between two of them. Or there are two commas, so between it's well. Hello, Garfield. Which mm. I know is like grammatically probably correct. But like, don't. Um It looks weird. Yeah, and that tree in the background is weird. It's like thick. But like not like that. <laughs> like like the trunk shouldn't start that soon. Hmm. I have nothing to say about Mr. Magoo. <laughs> yeah, I don't even. I like. So I don't, I don't even fucking know Mr. Magoo. Like, he's blind. I'm familiar. He's he's blind. That's the joke. Is that he oh. can't see. I had no idea that Mr. Magoo was blind. Yeah. The, well, that, yeah. That's the joke. Is that he, he doesn't recognize. How him. does he know that he's an orange cat, or even well, that there is an orange cat by him? 
100% blind, right? No, I don't think so. Yeah. No. I think the joke is he can't see things properly. Yeah. Okay. He's well, like old. Yeah. All right. Well, I understand the joke now. So it's How is fun. he still alive? That's a good question. Yeah. Did Peter Gallagher bring him back? With his special powers? His Because Kurt... Felix the Cat died in 1972. Yeah. We that's... all know that. Very oh. specific. And he and Mr. Well, specific because it's when he died. No one dies in, you know, a no range of years. No one dies in 1972. Yeah, no, well, no one dies in like 1972 to 1975. Like, it's, it's one day. Yeah, he was unfortunately killed. Yeah, Felix the Cat was dead to me in 1968 when he campaigned for Nixon, but that was <laughs> <laughs> that was just me. Ugh. Ugh, Mr. Magoo. Yeah. I'm not as familiar with Mr. Magoo. It seems like you are, Vincent. Um, I mean, I'm aware of that. I mean, I, I watched the Mr. Magoo Christmas um, special many times. Huh. Yeah, he was a real Scrooge. Was Leslie? Did Leslie Nielsen ever play Mr. Magoo? Yes. Okay. Wow. Wait, was that the movie where he drives an eggplant? What is that? What is that movie? Because What's the I, eggplant movie? I vaguely yeah. remember in like ABC Family or right Disney Channel original uh, Mr. Magoo. Yes. Uh, yep. Film. He drives an eggplant car uh, before which, it was an emoji. Which year did this come? Before out? it was known as a penis. Yeah, <laughs> you drive a giant penis. <laughs> In Mr. Magoo 2. <laughs> My God, gross. <laughs> oh, uh, here's, here's a fun uh, thing about Mr. Magoo. Criticism singled out the seemingly mocking portrayal of people with disabilities. Oh, yeah. Although, the Walt Disney Company placed a disclaimer right before the closing credits. Oh, Ernie Hudson was in it. Oh, hey. And, um... Everyone's least favorite Ghostbuster. What? Wow. No! What? Not Dan even true! Dan Aykroyd, 100% least favorite Ghostbuster. Yeah, because he's, Sorry, he's the I, w- worst. I, my point is worst. that everyone forgets that he's a Ghostbuster. That doesn't mean least favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, and he's probably my favorite. That made me so angry. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that you guys were such Ernie Hudson heads. He deserves so much better from those movies. I agree. Um, yes. Uh, Can somebody explain to me why when I type in Leslie Nielsen and Eggplant, I get images from Dennis Hopper in True Romance, <laughs> and then a picture of the movie True Romance? What? Because um, there's a line in there about Leslie Nielsen and eggplants. Oh, clearly. They're like... I'm going over to Leslie's house, and he's going to cook me up a tasty eggplant. You li- and they were like, just like that car he drove in Mr. Magoo. And then Dennis Hopper's like, yes. You looked just up. Just like the car in Mr. Magoo. You looked up. so small. And uh, then they, he just walks away. And then the movie ends. <laughs> so. Thank you. I, t- I had forgotten that scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the last scene. So. <laughs> oh, I, I always yeah, fall asleep by that point. You might have just walked out of the theater at that point. <laughs> definitely you saw it in, in theaters right i was like this yeah, yeah. When, I, when i was about two i was like this movie <laughs> yeah. is too good for i was like i can't process this i actually do what you just said triggered me to why that scene is there that is a whatever that is a scene in which dennis ever says the n-word a bunch of times Whoa. yeah uh and that word is also involved so it all came back to me so you looked up leslie nielsen Eggplant. It's crazy that you saw that when you were two. Yeah, no, it's, and that I have oh, such a vivid memory. You know, what I remember less as I get older. Wow. Yeah. Frankly, I don't know either of your names. <laughs> is your is your memory Benjamin Buttoning? Yes, I can remember every detail of my birth. Oh God. And true romance. <laughs> oh boy. And, um, wait, so you were actually born while that movie was playing in the background? Well, you you can see it more than like he saw it before it was made. Mm-hmm. 
while being born, mm-hmm. and then he was like, finally, it's coming out in theaters. Mm. You know, my mom... Finally, this movie was made <laughs> in two. He said, goo goo gaga, yeah. mommy, please take me. Yes. Yeah. My mom being Patricia Arquette helped a lot. Star of <laughs> Romance was... I think it was Patricia Arquette. was a big help. Yeah. Um, so you looked up Eggplant Leslie Nielsen and didn't receive any images with him yeah, in the actual you know, outside car. I looked up just Mr. Magoo film, and the first page is an image of the eggplant car. So yeah, that is kind of curious. Say. It says, Magoo's eggplant that moves you. Well. God damn it. Yeah. This is, uh. I imagine This is not would. good. This looks really bad. Mal- like, Malcolm McDowell. Why does he look like he's in the Flintstones movie? I believe this is. Is this the Flintstones movie? It kind of looks it like the Flintstones. But it does. It says Malcolm McDowell, Mr. Magoo, Mr. Magoo, 1997. Ew. That's Why not is like he a... dressed like he's in the Flintstones? I think it's. He's, he that's a towel. He looks like Kyle MacLachlan in the That's a towel. Oh, but no, oh. but it looks like it looks like a cave in the background. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For the listeners, we're looking at a picture of Malcolm <laughs> McDowell. I get <gasps> McDowell in a towel. He <laughs> starts sawing oh, those. You've got a towel hole. Does Mr. Magoo have to do with rhyming at all, or is it just like he, he does can't rhyme sleep? a little bit right now? I don't know. Is I don't that part remember. of the thing? Is he's he's a clumsy towel. motherfucker. I think he's is not... the main thing. Okay. Yeah. So he's like Amelia Bedelia, but <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Emilio Estevez. Well, him too. Oh, you... he's he's a he's a. A maid who doesn't know words, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. the rest of us? Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> yeah. He takes everything so literally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go Mighty Ducks. He's uh, like, oh my god, where are the ducks? How yeah. many Amelia like, Estevez? Where are the ducks? He's like, what? <laughs> you're, like, <laughs> you're not ducks. How did you get hired? <laughs> he played a drunk who coached a hockey team, a, a children's hockey we team. We were just talking about Amelia Bedelia. <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, uh, that's the plot of Amelia Bedelia. Yeah, she's a she's a young drunk who teaches uh, some young ducks how to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty... Rocky. <laughs> God damn it! Yeah, and Rocky too. It's they're... really hard because filmed in uh, Lake Minnetonka. It's hard for them to skate. They have those webbed feet, and so there's a whole montage about that. But uh, okay. they finally get them those shoes they need because the mayor chips in and offers to sponsor them. He says, I, I know those ducks, and this I know bit. they can do it. This bit. And that mayor's name, Mr. Magoo. Whoa. Yeah. Full circle. And that, yeah, and he drops off all the shoes in this eggplant car. Yeah. So I think this is going to be a short episode of uh, Everybody's Favorite Room Chat, because we've what, already reached our peak. Up? Oh, yeah. Oh. Um, yeah. Good for Leslie Nielsen. Yeah, yeah for getting all those shoes. Oh, did they, did, uh, no, no, okay. Peter Gallagher probably didn't pay him for this. Also, he's dead. <laughs> it was an afterthought that I just had. Fox. The Mr. Okay, Magoo's pass? No, that, uh, <laughs> well, both. But that Leslie, I was going to say, do you think Peter Gallagher had to pay some royalties to Leslie Nielsen? And then I, as an afterthought, was like, no, because he's dead. <laughs> Les- oh, Leslie Nielsen, oh, yeah. Leslie Nielsen is buried in Peter Gallagher's backyard, so I think he just threw <laughs> wow, a few dollars on his grave. Cool. I thought, yeah. I recently looked up Dick Van Dyke, and I was amazed that he was still alive. How is that not common knowledge for you? I forgot that Leslie Nielsen was dead. You thought you had successfully killed Dick Van Dyke. No. You were You were like, did my plan not go through? Pip, pip, cheerio. All right. Um, moving on to the next Heathcliff. Uh, this, is, this is just going to be a short one. Um, I'll describe it. We are situated... It's, like, front-on facing a what appears to be a cabin. 
and Heathcliff is outside on a rocking chair, and you can see two fish in a bowl uh, from the window, and they're saying, those wind chimes creep me out, and they're describing three bones hanging from, three fish bones hanging from strings uh, in front of Heathcliff. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to point out how this definitely looks like some sort of weird horror plot that uh, Peter Gallagher is playing around with, um, in which Heathcliff is the owner of a uh, Texas Chainsaw-style fucking uh, country home in which he murders uh, all of the animals that he harasses all the time. I just just really enjoy this concept. Yeah, Heathcliff's probably like a hillbilly. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, he's, um, what, leather? Yeah, like scale face. He just skins fish alive and turns them into... I would watch... Man, if those movies, those movies didn't, it wasn't even that much of a franchise, but if they some, like, yeah, if Freddy went to space, Leatherface went down underwater. Oh, that'd be cool. well, on, wait, hey, okay, hear me out. Freddy Leather, not Leatherface is gone, but his cat is still here. Oh, <laughs> shit! Killing fish, um, putting them on his face. Oh, I mean, amazing. that would explain Skill the, face. that would explain the room full of bones and feathers in the first film. Would um, it be Texas... Um, Chain Meow Massacre? No, 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 no. What's the kind of knife you use to gut fish? Uh, Texas. A boning knife? Texas boning knife massacre. (laughs) 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 Meow. Did you say Meow? That's good. Uh, That's good. What's really scary is that he has opposable thumbs. (laughs) 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 Um, Freddy did not go to space unless somebody dreamt of space. No, Jason went to space. Yeah, Jason Jason X. Thank Um, you guys. Yep. For being polite about not telling me, but oh, also... Oh, I wasn't listening. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I was. I was, but I was thinking about my movie plot a little bit more. <laughs> what, the Leslie Nielsen one? No. The, um... The Texas I was planning what I was going to say about, yeah, the, the boning knife music. Oh, okay. The, the boning knife is just <laughs> yeah. not... All right. <laughs> uh, it is... That's a terrifying... I love it. I mean, it's a terrifying instrument. A boning knife? Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant the wind speci- I mean, it is specifically for taking out bones, yeah. Um, um, you know that in The Evil Dead, when the the chair is going like, creak, creak? Mm-hmm. Do yeah. you think Heathcliff's sitting in that chair and he just yeah. can't see it? Do you think it's like two universes on top of each other? One of which is Heathcliff and the other is the Evil Dead universe? I... We can connect ooh. these. We can connect these. Okay, both. I mean, well, okay. So the in Necronomicon the one, was in the was in Jason Goes to Hell. Yes. So we know those two things are co- yes. are connected. We just need to get a way to get like Heathcliff and Heathcliff's in Texas Chainsaw now because yes. he's you he's know Leatherface's cat. cat. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if we can get a way to get Heathcliff and or Texas Chainsaw Massacre into like Jason or Evil Dead. So you were in the yeah, second one. They're trying to bridge the gap between the two, uh, the two worlds or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and that that second world could just be where Heathcliff lives. Um, oh yeah, yeah. You mean the sec? But we still need to find. I want like a concrete like link snow globe in the TV esque link between those. Like yeah, because there's like there's Jason and Freddy because Freddy versus Jason and yep. there's. Now we have, you know, Leatherface and Heathcliff, and then there's Jason and Evil Dead. I'm trying to think. Yeah. I mean, this is... I'm, like, too unfamiliar with I haven't seen Army of Darkness and... Oh, Leatherface is in that. Yeah, he's the villain. 
Well, um, okay. Wait, wait, wait. Chainsaw arm. Yeah. It's this chainsaw. Okay. Maybe that's the same chainsaw. It isn't. Maybe it is, though. It well, somehow traveled from Texas to me, West Virginia. Let me have this. Hey, Dennis like, Hopper. I don't think go, we'll find anything else. But go Dennis ahead. Hopper is in the Mr. Magoo movie. <laughs> okay. Wait, was Heathcliff in that? He Wait. We found, Heathcliff was in that, right? Heathcliff was in the Mighty Ducks. Wait. No, that's Amelia Best of it. Oh, wait. I would have just. I would have been that's keeping Amelia the world. Amelia. Oh, that's. Okay. Right. God damn. Okay, wait. Sorry, I thought I, I thought I had. I thought I had another link. All right. Let's uh, let's move on to. It's just a soup. It's this. not like a, it's not a really. It's not like a web. It's just more. Of just like, a, more of just like a, a gross. Yeah, yeah, a gross that, soup that, of franchises. That's a spider who gave up. It was just like <laughs> out. <laughs> Uh, let's move on to Garfield. Okay. Um, I'll describe it. Yeah. So, John looks extremely excited as Garfield is reaching his hand into a, uh, mouse hole. And he's saying, all right, Garfield. And then he looks really menacing and says, you catch those mice. (laughs) And Garfield just says, sure. And then John, who looks like he just, like... (laughs) Ate something oh. really nice, or is sleeping oh, extremely peacefully, or something, and then Garfield says, right after my manicure. Why is um, he smiling? Because he just came. <laughs> okay. I'm thankful. Yeah. He's not even looking what's... But, yeah, okay. No, he's looking at Garfield's ass. <laughs> no, that's not what I was going to say. What were you going to say? I was going to say he's probably just kind of like... He's staring into nothing. Like, his eyes have maybe been open so long, you know, that he can't see anything at this point. So he doesn't even know that Garfield's there. He's just picturing Garfield doing this. And he's, like, kind of, like, you know, getting riled up. He's yeah. like, all right, Garfield, you catch those mice. Just imagining that Garfield is actually catching the mice. But he's Oh, not. it's such a beautiful yeah. fantasy. That's, yeah. Well, to make it, wait... Because I just speaking of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I imagine it being like them telling the grandpa to ca- like to hit him on the, <laughs> oh, him on God. the head. Like, oh God! Get that, get that mouse! Get that mouse! <laughs> oh yeah, good point. Uh, continue. But is, this, is this just like further proof that like he can't hear Garfield? But like whenever Garfield says something sassy, usually he looks angry and upset mm-hmm. and disappointed yeah it's like the cognitive dissonance but yeah like this sassy response he's just like mm, yeah that's some good garfield right there so is garfield getting his nails done by the mice is I that what is whoa it? yeah that's a great idea because like no, that's, the, that's, that's the that's the joke yeah that's oh. what he's saying i didn't pick up um that. yeah it just doesn't seem like that <laughs> wait, what do you say? He's cat gut now. That's a joke for all you Muppet musician of Bremen fans up. Yeah, there. what yeah. cat gut? That's like a thing that they used cat to make strings out of. Um. Anyway, uh, yeah, uh, this is a dumb comic. Yeah, it's just gross that John looks <laughs> so pleased. Like he, yeah, just got, <gasps> like he just got like pleasured by this. Oh God. <laughs> Scenario. Well, he, he was thinking about his manicure he got from the mice. <laughs> Well, uh, no, because look at his fingers. Oh! Oh, God, what the fuck? Yeah, they are straight down his pants. What is that? <laughs> it's gross. What is wrong with his right hand? Yeah, he's got three fingers. Oh, it's so stumpy and weird. <laughs> uh, sorry, we're not making fun of those with stumpy, weird hands, by the way. Just, no, just, we're just making John fun Arbuckle. of the way John's, John's hands, hands are strong. Yes, of course. Uh, 
Just wanted to clarify. Mm-hmm. Um, you did a very good job reading Garfield's voice, <laughs> by the way. I just wanted to let you know that I noticed. I, ooh, that, so are you telling me I could replace Bill Murray? Yeah. Hey, if you were... I've been saying that since day one. Oh, thanks. Not of this podcast of me knowing you as a person. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, I don't know what that says about me or you. <laughs> you were like, all right, time for the mad vote. And I was like, oh, it's Bill. <laughs> Garfield. He just came yeah. out like, you sound just like Garfield. Yeah. Well, yeah, and then the vote was just Garfield, 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 Garfield. <laughs> It was Garfield, 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 or Garfield 2, A Tale of Two Kitties. <laughs> it was like, you could only pick one. I think the better of the two films. <laughs> I haven't seen either. Is Pussy Galore in that one? Jesus. No, that's Kitty Galore, and that's Cats and Dogs. Oh, yeah, I was thinking of Octopussy. Okay. That's a different movie. Pussy Galore isn't even in that one. Um, <laughs> anyway. Do you think the Blofeld cat... How'd they get away with a G rating on those movies? They did. <laughs> what? You know, hard R's. Uh, Emphasis on the R. What? (laughs) R for Garfield. God damn it. All right, let's move on to the love horns or the lock horns. Yeah, we can only... Let's just do the bottom two. The bottom two? Emily, can you explain that first one? Yeah. Okay. So... The oh lock horns, and they have the same face in this strip, but oh, yeah, it's yeah. like it's like if you mirror the flipped same. their eyes. Mm-hmm. So they're both hunched and walking like imagine the stocky, like stumpy, tiny little leg leg horns, um, lock horns. They're so small and they're so round, but imagine their bodies kind of like fighting against the wind. That's so true. <laughs> yeah. Look at Leroy's hair. But, but it they're does inside. look a little swept, yeah. Yeah, they're inside, so there's no wind, presumably. <laughs> oh, you just pan over and there's a giant fan. <laughs> That'd be really funny. They're stupid um, bit. <laughs> <laughs> look at their feet. It's like, yeah. yeah, they look like they're fighting against being blown over. Oh, that's so but funny. Um, I think it's just meant to like emphasize that they're stomping out. Yeah. Of their marriage counselor's office, um, and they're glaring at each other. They're so angry. Um, and there's a woman at a desk, like the presumably like the secretary receptionist lady, and then standing near her is uh, presumably Dee Pullman, the marriage counselor. He's appeared before. He's got yeah. He's got like a peanut head, and but it's got like. He's bald, he's... but he's got that like hair on the side, and then it goes down into a sharp beard. Yeah. So we've described. It's... So we've described like wigged out Squidward before. His <laughs> head looks like wigged out Squidward's head. Okay. Oh, you're right. <laughs> uh, uh, we were talking about uh, like uh, fish knives today. Wait, no, not bone knives. Bone, bone, knife. bone yeah. knives. Uh, it looks like he's pulling one out of his sleeve too. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> I think those are supposed to be his glasses. That looks like a scalpel. Oh, whoa. They're yeah. so tiny. Yeah, they are, they so, are tiny. so tiny. Um, but anyway, his eyes are so big. He's looking at the Lockhorns and telling his uh, secretary, when I write my book, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard to hide their identities. That's fucked up. You put in the Lockhorns in a book. Yeah. I, I think it's fitting that their marriage counselor looks like a funeral director because <laughs> he's putting it in the ground. Yeah. Um, God, because he he just looks like the creepiest, like, cartoon villain doctor that exists. Yeah. Like, pointy, dark beard, bald on top, 
horrible. Like, he just looks like a complete asshole. Which makes sense, because he's working with the Lockhorns. Yeah. Apparently not well. <laughs> no, yeah. Not yeah. a good job. You're not supposed to leave angry from the marriage counselor. No. No. I feel like he comes from a tradition, I feel like I've seen in other comic strips, like, especially one-panel ones, of, like, trying to make them look like Sigmund Freud. Uh, like, yeah. this is, like, a Sigmund, Like a classic. Like, he wrote a book about a patient who, like... And he was like, I'm going to hide her identity. And everyone was like, we know who this is. <laughs> it's Loretta Lockhorn. you're a bad person. Yeah. And it was like, this is kind of just like, someone read Dora, you know? And then like, <laughs> and then like, um, Patty Hurston or Rob Reiner were like, yeah, I can, I can make this into my Lockhorn's yeah. comic. He totally looks like a cartoon psychiatrist. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of literary tradition... Emily, why don't you also explain, I think, the most literary, or the most beautifully phrased Lockhorns. <laughs> yeah. The densest prose. They look <laughs> nice, other than their wall being a void, but like also it could just be a bed against a wall. I think it's all in Leroy's yeah, um, eyebrow. It, if it weren't gradiented, yeah. it would come off as a normal Lockhorn. They just messed up that background. Mm-hmm. But it's gradiented a little bit, um, but they're in bed. They've got... Their, perp- their lilac covers over them. Uh, Loretta's wearing a nice pink shirt. Leroy's wearing a nice referee, his referee pajamas. His intermolot jersey. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> That's a take for all those Italian soccer fans out there. He dreams of soccer. <laughs> um, yeah, they're sitting in bed. Leroy has a blank magazine. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just a few pieces of paper kind of folded to look like a magazine. And uh, Loretta's holding a brown paperback book. Um, And she's looking at Leroy, who looks unamused. He's got a cool eyebrow, which you pointed out, that just kind of slopes down. Like, he he just, he doesn't really care. Um, And Loretta's saying, matter-of-factly, how can knowledge be power if what you don't know won't hurt you? Okay. I brought this in because I think I might have an issue with words where if I see enough together, my brain kind of starts to fuzz. Yeah, no, this doesn't make sense to me. It is, I think, the densest writing in Lockhorn's history. (laughs) I'm trying to make sense of it. Is she talking about Leroy's affair? Oh (laughs) my god. That is... Well, here... Yeah. Well, I don't... is, Is... Does power hurt? Is that what she's implying? I don't... If you don't know, won't... What Do you, you know, know what this means, Emily? Can you parse okay, this fucking on. crazy shit? So, if what you don't know won't hurt you, it means that you should stay ignorant. Mm-hmm. I think this is what they're getting at. So oh. it means that you should stay ingr- ignorant. Knowledge is power means that you should be knowledgeable. So she's saying, like, mm. how can knowledge be good if you're less hurt by not knowing? <laughs> Which I feel like kind of just, like, it's like, hey, you're cheating on me. That's, yeah. This is horrible. That's what it comes off as to me. This, yeah. I think, is... I've talked before about how I was often disturbed by um, the Lockhorns because it reminded me of like an, like an Italian art film about hateful people. Like uh-huh. it, it evoked a very specific... And so for a long time, I would look at it and be kind of disturbed by it. And to me, this is the most... Um, 
the 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 sad like feels the most like that. Mm-hmm. Just people laying into each other with words. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, I forgot that uh, in the live action movie they did that uh, Loretta was played by Monica Vitti. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. <laughs> um, long story short, this is their finest hour. Yeah. <laughs> truly, truly. Okay. This is before the storm. Mm-hmm. So I think it goes. Wait, it sh- it goes right like affair. Loretta calls him out. Big fight, big drama. Leroy finds finds out he's sick. They come back together. Uh, right. I, yeah. He, so, he sews not cursed into her dress. I I think there's <laughs> I yeah, yes I think there's something kind of gothic about it where it's like. <laughs> He never gets an illness, but it's like there's something about their marriage having been corrupted oh, and it kills wow. him from the inside. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I remember reading Little Women and being very disturbed by the fact that, spoiler for Little Women, that the girl dies and they never fully say what her disease is. Yeah. It's kind of just like, I'm dying now. It's probably just like consumption. That was always, yeah. that was that was that always when like people would say like, or I would read things about the olden days and they'd be like, he died of exhaustion. Yes. And I'm like, what does that mean? Yes. I think something... Was that a disease? <laughs> like, were they just tired? Can I die of being tired? Like, it was very alarming. Well, I think that, in a, in a again, in a literary tradition, the yeah. Lockwoods brings that up. Yeah. Um, you want to go into the lit review? Yeah, okay, so speaking of Lockwoods prose, I, I, I took a depressing journey down the UW Library Lane and found what journals I could find that had anything written about the Lockhorns. And I found some genuinely depressing results. <laughs> Much like the Lockhorns in reality tapping something kind of horrible and unpleasant, so did this search. And so the first one, some I'm just going to describe what I found, and some I'm going to have you guys read it. Um, mm. um, this first one was from, I think, a review of a book about like a really horrible uh, newspaper workplace in the 1970s. Mm. Emily, could you read it aloud? Yeah. Okay, starting with the News Tribune. Yeah. This is, oh, News to Me, Adventures of an Accidental Journalist. Yeah. So, okay. The News Tribune of the 1970s was a politically incorrect place, a blessing and a curse, according to Herzl. The book is filled with characters straight out of Damon, Runyon, only they were real. And the late 1970s gave them... I think it's license. License. Yeah. To exercise their uh, quirky personalities. (laughs) Cigarette butts flew through the air. Men could post cups. Clapping with clips. Clips. Why is it? Why I have no it idea. Use all the time. Sorry. Men could could post clips of the borderline misogynistic comic, The Lockhorns, um, noting how it mirrored their own oh lives. Oh my god. And stories routinely described the physical appearances of women, but not men. I think um, that's about yeah. it. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's some pretty disturbing stuff. Um, So the next one, I'm just gonna share the name of the article I found it in because what I actually, well, actually, it was just too unfortunate to actually read. But it was from an article called "Gender and Racial Stereotypes in Daily Newspapers Comics: A Time-Honored Tradition." And and yes, so of course, um, there's Lockhorn stuff in there. Lord. Um, And then I found one about using. it was used as, again, not funny enough to read, but it was, eh, I'm just going to skip this one. Okay, and then, could you read this about Phyllis Diller? This is an article about Phyllis Diller. Yeah. Um, can you read this, Jackson? I will, I will. So this is called, There's No Free Laugh Anymore, The Emergence of Intellectual Property Norms and the Transformation of Stand-Up Comedy. 
This is on Phyllis Diller being more of a joke compiler and going to look in her archives. For example, a number of Diller's jokes about her dysfunctional marriage to her fictional husband, Fang, appeared to have been inspired by a comic strip, The Lockhorns, that Diller followed obsessively over the course of nearly a decade. The Diller joke files uh, contained hundreds of Lockhorns panels cut out of newspapers and mounted on index cards. Holy shit, Phyllis Diller! That is my favorite thing I have read in so long. That's that's fucking crazy. Yeah. That's really, that's fucking amazing. Hundreds of Lockhorn panels cut out of newspapers and mounted on index cards. That's terrifying. Wow. That's so scary. Serial killer's basement. Yeah. Yeah, holy shit. Yeah. That's fucking bonkers. Yeah. I very much enjoy that. Uh, I love it. Yeah, as do I. All right. Okay, I think that's it. All right. Uh, Thank you all for joining us on, uh, and thank you for listening to Everybody's Spirit Orange Cat. I've been Jackson Rohde. Vince Amalog, yeah. (laughs) Mr. Magoo. Oh, what? Whoa! Leslie Nielsen. Um, and yeah, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye bye. You press the stop.